return of the midweeks. Hello friends and welcome to the Playlist of God. We're going to be looking at Psalm 2 today. The book of Psalms, 150 theological songs to introduce us to God and ourselves as well as the Messiah King. And we're looking at Psalm 2 and again this is a somewhat of a strange psalm to have in the introduction of Israel's prayer book as they say or they've said in years gone by. It's a song about the Messiah ruling over the nations, which is interesting. It's not a song of praise. It's not Thanksgiving. We've gone from a psalm in Psalm 1 about the blessedness of being someone who lives in God's word. And now we're moving to a psalm about the Messiah ruling over the nations. So this is one of the things that reminds us that there's more going on in this book than just people praying. There's a psalm about God's king ruling over the rebellious nations. And so this is a prophetic psalm, and this is a psalm about the Messiah coming and bringing God's justice to the world. So I'll read and make comment. Psalm 2, why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. Now, as you read Psalms, sometimes it's interesting to see if there's any kind of progression from the last Psalm. And you might remember the last Psalm started off with proclaiming this blessedness of people who don't walk with the wicked and stand with the sinners and sit with the scoffers. And it's almost like, again, we have another Psalm that begins by looking at the wicked. Here's the wicked rulers who want to rebel against the Lord and against his anointed. Um, in the book of Acts, the apostles, one time when they've been persecuted, they quote this psalm to God, and they're, they're seeing that Jesus and how the chief priests and Rome conspired against the Lord was the fulfillment of this prophetic vision, the, the, the ultimate fulfillment. I'm sure there's been multiple fulfillments, but this is the ultimate fulfillment, where the rulers of this earth conspire against the Lord's anointed, and so they pray and ask for the Holy Spirit's power to help them. Verse 4. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord holds them in derision. And then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury, saying, As for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. So he sees the rebelliousness and political powers. And he just, he mocks it. He laughs at it. Like they could do anything, says the Lord. Like you could stop me, says the Lord. He says, what I've done is I've set my king on Zion, on my holy hill. And perhaps for the Israelites in the old times, they were thinking about their own kings like David or Solomon. But ultimately, this is fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the truly set up king who rules over, uh, rules from God's holy hill, but now from heaven itself until Christ returns. Verse 7, I will tell of the decree. The Lord said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. So this verse is quoted as being in the mouth of Jesus Christ. Ask for me and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. So essentially there's this interchange between the king and God saying, um, God has told me that I'm his son now. And this is totally fulfilled in the son of God, the second person of the Trinity, coming down to earth, dying for sins, being raised in the resurrection of 
of the dead, the, the first person raised from the dead with the resurrection of the dead. And there's this kingship ascension where Jesus goes back to heaven and, and God says, now I'm going to give you the nations. You're going to rule over the nations and I'm going to give you the nations as your possession. And that's what's happening now through the church. But this is being fulfilled. This is a prophecy from Psalm 2 that is being fulfilled through Christ and his reign extending through the church. Um, verse 10, therefore, now therefore, or kings, be wise, be warned, O rulers of the earth, serve the Lord with fear, rejoice with trembling, kiss the son, lest he be angry with you and you perish in the way, for his wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. So you just wonder with this last line, blessed are all who take refuge in him. The last line of Psalm 2 sounds like the first line of Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who does not do all that wicked stuff, but instead delights himself in the Lord. And you can almost see these two Psalms as working together. One Psalm saying, put your trust in the word of God. The next Psalm, psalm saying, put your trust in the Son of God. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry with you. Humble yourself. Come underneath the Messiah. Come underneath Christ's Lordship. And so you, you can see those, it seems like um, not a bad way to read these things. You're being introduced to Israel's songbook, and there's a call to trust in God and his word, and then a call to trust in the Messiah, his son. And both of these things have people groups who are rejecting these things and how they're going to be destroyed because of the truthfulness of God's word and the authority of the son of God. Again, a weird psalm for us in one sense. We don't often sing about the destructive power of the Son of God, as well as the call to desperately humble ourselves before him and to make sure that we're in his good books by faith and by our humility. But this is what this psalm does. And this psalm is quoted in the New Testament a few different times. You can Google it for yourself and see it. But this is definitely seen by the apostles as a psalm about Christ and fulfilled in Christ. And so we ourselves, let us come to the Lord. Let's remember the, the worldwide mandate of God. He's called Jesus his son. He's given him the nations and we are Christ's servants in helping bring the nations to Christ and fulfilling this psalm of Christ's rule over the nations by spreading the gospel. And we invite people to come and humble themselves, to come and kiss the son, to bow down before him, to, to get out from under God's wrath, by believing in the crucifixion of Christ and by being forgiven for our sins and bowing down before him and being blessed as people who take refuge in him, not who rebel against God, but take refuge in him through the Son of God. That's the mission of God as prophesied in Psalm 2. Be blessed, church. <laughs>